0: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What's
1: up, dum-dums? It's hard to believe, but football is back. That means it's time to make an account at the best online sports book known to man. That's right. I'm talking about my bookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity because who doesn't like making money? If you want to get into the action with a trusted company that's been around for years, MyBookie is the place for you. It's easy, no hassle, mobile site, 24-7 customer service, and bets on every sport imaginable. MyBookie provides a fun, safe betting experience. I'm too messed up talking about it. If you deposit today with MyBookie, they will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's right. If you put in a $100, they will give you $50 for free. That's almost half. So go to MyBookie and sign up today with the promo code ARMCHAIR. At MyBookie, you play, you
0: win, you get paid. Hey Colin, how you feeling?
1: What's going on? I'm feeling like a million bucks.
0: Um, I'm not. I mean, we just got beat by Vandy.
1: (laughs) Me neither. I was lying.
0: (laughs) Well, sometimes you're heavily medicated and that really overrides anything going on in your life. That's true. We got beat by Vandy. And then I feel like some of the heat has come off of that because of other big news going on in the basketball world, which is us resuming the border war with Kansas out of the fucking cold blue sky.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, no one could be happier about that than Barry Odom. I'm telling you. Everybody's like, how did this happen? And my theory is, and I tweeted it out, is like the biggest obstacle to having that game was Bill Self. And Bill Self has basically lost all his leverage because his program's dirty as a whore's ass. Mm-hmm. And he's in hot water. And so he, without that leverage over the athletic department, he couldn't keep them from making mountains of money playing Mizzou.
0: Yeah, I think that... uh That probably is playing into it, because they've got a new athletic director who doesn't really give a shit about all the bad blood in the past, and then you've got a weakened head coach, like you mentioned, in the form of Bill Self, who we know Bill Self is a big, fat fucking liar for so many reasons. Yeah,
1: piece of shit hypocrite cocksucker.
0: That's kind of describes him pretty well. He'd said over and over again where he didn't care about Missouri, nobody wanted to play Missouri, and then of course all the flat-headed morons who root for the Kansas Jayhawks just do whatever their uh, their god character tells them to do, and then he says, well, you don't care about the Missouri game anymore, and of course then they go, we don't care about the Missouri game no more! And then all of a sudden Bill Self says, you know a lot of people really cared about that uh, scrimmage they had a couple years ago, that exhibition game, and uh, we're going to do it again and I, you know, I missed it too. And of course That's the exact opposite thing that he said in front of a microphone before. But, of course, facts don't matter anymore in this world. So uh, here we are. Bill Self is impotent, and we're playing the border war again. That's
1: right. It's great. It was gone too long for stupid, stupid reasons.
0: Yeah, you mentioned how Barry Odom is probably the happiest guy in the world. It reminds me of when some celebrity grabs somebody's boobs and gets caught on film or gets leaked out onto social media and he's in a shitstorm about it. And then, you know, like Trump just decides to nuke a country that he can't pronounce the name of and it wipes The celebrity news off in front of the newspaper, you know what I mean? Exactly. Boob grabber gets away after that.
1: Yep. It's a cliche for a reason.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, why don't we get into the show, Colin? So, obviously, uh, we're playing Kentucky this week, which we should be confident about, but no one who roots for the Missouri Tigers should ever be confident about anything ever. We've learned that. No,
1: no. They If we haven't learned that by now... We're never going to.
0: <laughs> so we reached out to a guy named Aaron Gershon. He is a writer for the Big Blue Insider, which is a Kentucky Wildcats website and also, um, I think, radio platform. And uh, he's going to talk to us about what the Wildcats are up to. Obviously, they had a 10-win season last year, and Mark Stoops has turned that program around. But they're having a little bit of a rough patch this year. It seems like one where, you know, we talked about it before, Barry Odom's never beaten Kentucky. That is a black mark on your record.
1: Think about that.
0: Say that out loud. I did. I just did. Yeah. I mean, this seems like this would be the perfect game to take that black mark off your record. But who knows? I mean, who knows what a fucking Barry Odom team is going to do from week to week? We have seen in the past, when he's played poorly, the next week, the team rebounds. Will that happen again? Time will yeah. tell. If he doesn't, Colin, if we go back-to-back lose him to Vanderbilt and Kentucky, it's going to go just from a few angry fans calling for Barry Odom's head to there being a severe, real hot seat situation.
1: Yeah, we've been down this road before with Barry. We'll see how it all shakes out. But, uh yeah, I think it is imperative that he beat Kentucky. And Listen, the guy has basically been owned by Vanderbilt and Kentucky. All the wins of the world against Tennessee and Florida are not going to salve that wound if you cannot beat Vanderbilt and Kentucky.
0: Well, and that's the thing. No offense to Kentucky fans, but if you want to compete for the top of the SEC— beating vanderbilt in kentucky should be the first check mark on your list of to-dos you know what i mean like that yes. is something that needs to be done and uh yeah. barry odom has failed miserably in his short tenure here so far at that
1: yeah i mean just be as good as you know UNLV and lv and beat vanderbilt
0: <laughs> so that's all we ask <laughs>
1: sure
0: well and then colin of course i always we have caleb the greek he's going to make his weekly picks uh you know i feel bad caleb he's Caleb's had a pretty good year. He's 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 over five hundred, but he's beating himself up. Caleb wants to win every game. He he cares about your gambling picks, and he wants to win every game. And so, you know, I I'm, my thoughts are and prayers are with Caleb because you can't win them all. You know, I mean, he's he's a great gambler. He is an absolute degenerate. You can't is win. He
1: get down on himself pretty hard. Is he?
0: I, I feel like every time I talk to him about his picks, he's like, well, you know, I didn't, I lost the Missouri game or I lost this or I lost that. But, you know, he's, he's been a little bit glass half empty this year about it. And he's still above 500, which in the gambling world, that's all you need.
1: Yeah, that means you're up. That means you're making money.
0: That's right. Anyway, I'm going to try to pep him up, and uh, he's going to make more picks this week and, and get out ahead. You know what it is? He has not had a perfect, like, 4-0 week this year, and he, yeah. he really relishes those. He goes home, and he really pounds his wife with authority and command after winning them all. Oh, I've,
1: I've seen her hobbled.
0: <laughs> <you know. laughs> sure, we all have.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if Caleb slam dunks a parlay, he's liable to cripple it. <laughs>
0: Let's, let's hope that happens, I guess.
1: <laughs> Poor Cale, wife.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, Colin, why don't we get into the show? we got a lot to get through, and uh, hopefully we'll learn a little bit more about the Kentucky Wildcats and hopefully have some confidence in our Tigers going into Saturday's big game, M-I-Z. Z-O-U. And throw it. Slam. This bug's for you.
2: Don't get no better than that, man. Tigers trying to turn up the tempo on second
0: and five with a 40. Ryan with the time. The pass.
1: Is it
0: And a touchdown. off to Roundtree running left. It's 35
1: to the 40. Left side on the round
0: This is the Mazad Cast on the phone with us now from big blue insider as well as SeaOfBlue.com, of blue.com it's Aaron Gershon he is going to tell us about these Kentucky Wildcats that uh, Missouri is going to be facing on Saturday of course Aaron we don't know what the hell we're going to bring to Lexington because uh, we just saw one of the worst games in recent memory for Mizzou so we thought we were a good team and now we know we're not uh, what is Kentucky hey,
3: you know i was really high on Missouri coming into the season i mean I didn't go and pick every SEC team, uh, SEC team's record, but I thought Missouri would be right there with Georgia and Florida, kind of like where they were. And I chopped up. I know I won 32k game and chalk gave Missouri the win for that one, and I was stunned because was like uh, I listened to your guys' podcast on on that game and. You know, you guys were playing so well. You beat South Carolina handedly, and you did everything and more to rebound for the Wyoming game, and then. That's just the SEC, though, man. You never know.
0: Well, and it's it's been Missouri's uh, fortune. Even when we won the SEC East, we got beat by Indiana that year. <laughs> so we, we know how this goes. But uh, what we don't know about, I guess, is, is your old Wildcats. They are not having the best season in the world either, but uh, they've shown signs of life, and I think they've been making some changes recently that uh, Missouri, as a as a road team, has to be careful about.
3: Yeah, well, Kentucky's just in a really, uh, really difficult spot this season. I mean, you already lose so many great players from last year. You lose Josh Allen. You lose your entire starting secondary with Lonnie Johnson and Derek Beatty, Mike Edwards, Darius Left. All of them gone. And then you lose Devontae Robinson because you're starting safety, your best defensive back left. He's out for the year. And then of course at quarterback, we, you, you know, you lose Terry Wilson who really, I mean, we all expected a big leap from him this year and he just showed on and off the field like he's just a different person this year. And you know, sucks to see what happened to him with the injury week two. And then Sawyer Smith showed a lot of problems against Florida. And in the first half, he was phenomenal. looked like they were going to win that game. And then he goes and makes an effort play, chasing down a defensive back after he throws a pick. And he, you know, breaks a bone in his wrist. And ever since, things have just derailed here. And, and it's just a tough spot for them. But like you said, they've done, they have sprinkled in some good things, especially the secondary has been far better than any of us could have imagined. Brandon Echols, the cornerback, uh has had for this year. He has been quietly one of the better coaches in the SEC. And, you know, the Kentucky ranks 20th against the past in the nation, third in the SEC behind uh, your Tigers. And then uh, Georgia and Kentucky are actually dead even for second. So really, really good, uh, amazing year from the secondary, unprecedented, really. And they also, I mean, they have a great offensive line, but... <laughs> The problem is, right now, they're a one dimensional offense, because Lynn, as great of an athlete as Lynn Bowden is, and he'll probably run for 100 yards on Saturday. It doesn't matter who they're playing, but he's just not, he's not a passer, and they're missing that with Sawyer Smith right now. They really, they're a one dimensional offense.
0: Well, and, you know, Missouri has seen offenses like this a couple of weeks ago whenever. Ole Miss came to Columbia, you know, they had their uh, Plumley, the new quarterback there, and he was the same kind of guy. He wasn't known for his arm, but he could really run, and Missouri seemed to handle him okay. Ole Miss scored as many points against Missouri as anybody, though, so uh, I don't know right. if, if that's going to be more of the same here. And, of course, Missouri's missing their uh, star linebacker in Cale Garrett, who's out for the season.
3: Yeah, that was a bad loss, of course, but I don't think I don't think you're going to see that, first off, because um, George and Kentucky last week played in the you know, tropical storms down in Athens. And the weather here is supposed to be even worse than it was down there. We're supposed to right now. The last time I checked in, (laughs) 1.98 inches of rain is what they're calling. So So it is going to be a mess. Kentucky obviously didn't score a point last week. They held Georgia scoreless in the first half. So that game, just it was just a total slugfest. And Kentucky without a true passer, it's going to be that. All over again. They're not going to be able to move the ball the way they'd want to, and they're not going to be able to throw the ball. It's going to be all run, every single play, very predictable. So I'm definitely a lot, I'm definitely very worried, even though, I mean, of course, Missouri has the injury there at the linebacker position, but they have so many talented guys that they'll definitely, I think, be able to contain Bowden if they just put a spy, really. And, you know, I'm sure they're working on it, and they, they, they've seen enough from the film from the Arkansas game, and, the Georgia game because that's one thing also that hurts, you know, having the wide receiver quarterback is, you know, Arkansas didn't really know what to expect. And I know Arkansas is not a great team right now. Their program is down, but even though they're still an SEC school, they didn't know what the heck to expect with Lynn quarterback. And he ran all over them. And Georgia, you know, they were able to kind of just make the quick adjustment. Like, we just need to spy. And, you know, he still ran for 99 yards, but Georgia did a much better job. And Georgia's an elite team. But I think, I think Missouri's definitely, are they Georgia? No, but they're closer to the, being Georgia than Arkansas, so I think they'll be able to, they'll be able to game plan that, and I'm, I'm definitely concerned about Georgia Kentucky's offense and the most
0: active. You know, last week we were, I wouldn't say cocky, but we were very confident in the Tigers. Yeah. And, and you know, we certainly didn't see the Vanderbilt game coming. And I think there are a number of things now this week that make us very trepidatious uh, from Missouri side. Obviously, the Vanderbilt loss was horrible, and we don't know how we're going to regroup. Traditionally, Barry Odom has had bad losses, and he has regrouped well. Uh, namely, last year against Kentucky, uh, we felt like... Missouri played the better game. Of course, in the second half, we couldn't even get a first down. And uh, a a series of things happened, as even Mark Stoops mentioned, that went Kentucky's way. Missouri lost that game. Bad loss for Barry Odom. And then they go out and beat Florida on the road. Now we lose to Vanderbilt. We're playing Kentucky. Barry Odom has never beaten Kentucky. Three straight years, Kentucky has had Missouri's number under Barry Odom. So... You know we don't have any evidence that Missouri can play Kentucky well, but like you said, if there's a Kentucky team to beat in Barry Odom's tenure, this might be it.
3: Yeah, it's, I mean both teams are coming off. I wouldn't say it's, it's, it's Kentucky's just in such a tricky spot this year. They really are. It's hard to you know against Arkansas. Even though I was. I mean, I thought Kentucky was going to win that game, but even there were a lot of people that thought they might not win it just because of the spot they're in. They've been dealt such difficult cards, which is such a shame because. It's not a fair representation of where the Kentucky program has. It is I mean, as you, you probably know as a big college football fan, what Mark Stoops has done at EK is just unbelievable. He's built this program into a winner and I really think next year when he have the quarterback healthy and a bunch of the recruits coming in, they're gonna be a dominant force. But this year, just with all the injuries and everything going on, you know, they're if they're a banged up team and they're still playing their butts off and they're gonna give Mizzou a fight and I mean it could go either way. I haven't quite trickled down who I think is gonna win that game yet, but you know, Missouri, this is a really talented Missouri team. And I know last week was disheartening, and how could any fan have confidence after your team loses to Vanderbilt? I mean, Vanderbilt have just lost to UNLV by 24 in, in the same stadium that they handled Missourians somehow. You know, that's all I mean, I, I think this will be a very telling game, like you said, for Barry Odom because he hasn't beat Kentucky. Um, last year, was Missouri played the better game, and Kentucky's defense Really, Kentucky had an elite defense last year, and they just put together. i ne- I don't know if you've ever seen a, a team not get a first at, a first down in a single half. <laughs> and I don't know if it's more about Missouri's offense that game or Kentucky's defense. And I think it was. A, I think it was a lot of it. You just got to tip your hat to the UK defense, <laughs> but they played a the better game, and they just pulled that one out of their rear end. They really did. It was. I mean, it was a special game. It was, it was just such a special season last year, and everything seemed to go right. Um except for, you know, going down the hospital and getting pummeled like they always do down there. But um <laughs> it is a big game for Barry O. it really is because he's got a well, he should be able to prove he can be Kentucky. And like you said, it's gonna tell a lot about how he gets his team on to the next one and regroup after such a crushing loss that they could suffer. And he did a good job with that when they lost to Wyoming. And we'll see if he can do it now with a conference game coming up.
0: You mentioned what Mark Stoops has done for this Kentucky program. And, of course, obviously this year is not what last year was. But what are the fans' attitudes about Mark Stoops? What is the uh, athletic department feel about uh, Mark Stoops as a coach? And where is this Kentucky program at this stage in his tenure here?
3: Yeah, well, Mark Stoops, I think last year – sealed the deal for everyone. Mark Stoops is loved around here. He built it. I mean, he stuck with it. I mean, you know, the program put a lot of faith in him because now you've seen college football. It's a very short lifespan. I mean, it, you, <laughs> Willie Taggart is going to be fired, I would think, at Florida State, and he's only been there two years. They're not, you don't have the time in college football to build a program, but Mitch Barnhart, the athletic director, and his staff put that trust in Stoops. Every year, this will be the first time in the Soups era, that they have not at least had the same record or gotten better the following year. So the first year he came in with all n- none of his pieces, they go two and ten. The next year they go five and seven. They go five and seven again. Then you get the seven wins and seven wins again. In the last year obviously ten. So we're not going to hit ten again this year, but he's <laughs> just made improvements every year. He's had guys. I mean, last year he have five guys drafted. Uh That hasn't happened in Kentucky since the Rich Brooks era. And even then, he—I mean, it's almost unheard of around here. He really just brought this program to life again, and he's loved around here. And I know I'm worried personally, obviously as someone I enjoy covering and enjoy having him here, uh, that he could be on the move to Florida State after the season's end. Of course, his connection there is the defensive coordinator under Jimbo Fisher, and. I think that's a pretty enticing job just because of where the ACC is at as a conference compared to the SEC. So that's something to keep an eye on. But right now, obviously it's tough. It's a tough spot. Because the football team is so banged up. I'm where basketball is about to start and people are starting to check out. So this is a big game for Kentucky in defenses. The they can get a win. They're going to, you know, they're going to keep the fans into it at least to try to make this bowl game push because, you know, if you win this game this week and you're looking at four and four, that's a lot better than three and five where you have to go. Only, you can only lose one, whereas you kind of have two mulligans if that's the case. And after Missouri, Kentucky's schedule kind of softens up. They like play, they had a bye next week and they go to, they host Tennessee, they go to Vanderbilt, then UT Martin of the FCS comes in and then Louisville. So um, this is a big game. This is a big game for the fan base. If Mark Stoops wants to keep this fan base in it, or rest of the year, you got to win this weekend.
0: Yeah, it's a. Uh, you're right. It is a. It's an interesting and it's a tough job that uh, that he's done there because you know there are a lot of places like Kentucky that haven't had you know years and years of uh, football success. But on top of that, Kentucky is such. A powerhouse in basketball, and come November, Uh December, that's what people care about down there. And you know, even a place like Vanderbilt, which doesn't have much success in football, they don't have the basketball success either to steal attention away. So it really is a tough, tough place to coach. So yeah, I I see what you're saying, and and other teams will be wanting to steal them away, (laughs) and it'd be good for Kentucky to keep that guy around Uh, as long as they can.
3: There was a ton of speculation. He also, obviously, was a defensive back coach at Miami when they had maybe the greatest college football team ever formed and he obviously he's very close with ed reed who he coached down there at miami he's come here and talked to the team a few times in the last two years or so but um there was talk that he could be the guy at miami after you know mark rex left last year so uh that didn't happen and you know stoops will never say that he was interested and he obviously denied it and, you know oh, it's an old thing to talk about it blah 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 but money talks man in florida state i mean they're dying to get back to where they were and then the acc did not going to take as much to get back to where they were than it would for almost for that same situation in the SEC. So money talking in that type of opportunity and obviously Florida, Georgia, that area, recruiting wise is a hot spot and Stoops has brought a lot of those kids north of Kentucky to definitely bring their kids to Tallahassee. So that's something to keep an eye on, but he's a hell of a coach and he's deserving to have that type of consideration from other schools because she's done an outstanding job better than anyone in recent memory is up here.
0: Well, Aaron Gershon, tell people where they can listen to you if they want to uh, hear about Kentucky more as we get closer to Saturday and the big matchup between them and Missouri.
3: So you can – I do a lot. I do almost everything with Dick Gabriel, who's a broadcasting legend around here. He's the sideline reporter for the football team and the basketball, and he does everything around here. So him and I host Big Blue Insider from six to eight. For, since your audience is going to be in Missouri, you can just listen to us for free on the iHeartRadio app or 630wlap.com and then check out our writing. Vic is an out, is an award-winning writer, so he does some writing. I do some writing and that's bigblueinsider.com. You could also catch me on SB Nation's of Sea of Blue. I do a little bit there and host, uh, co-host a podcast called Cats by 90. That's the only one they have on their podcast stream for Sea of Blue. So it's their official podcast. It's me and my co-host Drew Brown and Drew's more the fan guy. He's a, you know, lifer Kentucky native. I'm, um, you know, I'm an outsider. I'm from Connecticut originally. So I'm, you know, here working and going to school, but, uh, we have a lot of fun and I think we do a pretty good job. So.
0: All right. We are your a classic SEC Connecticut guy? Yeah,
3: yeah right. Classic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate it.
3: Oh, thank you for having me. Kentucky rain
2: keeps for down. But here's another
0: town that I'll go walking through With the rain in my shoes, rain in my shoes. Searching for you On the line now, as with every week, it's Caleb Bungar. How you doing, Caleb?
2: I'm doing real well, Brendan.
0: Well, let's do your picks. It's time for
2: Caleb the Greek
0: pick of the week.
2: When you see that Vegas line, you wanna make your wallet fat. All the boys and girls alike, they wanna get them some of that. It's the bearded lady pleaser, it's the best picks of the week. All you sons of bitches get
0: rich with the man. Caleb the Greek, Caleb the Greek. The the Who's first on the docket?
2: We're going to go SEC football and uh, Texas A&M, 10.5 points favored against Mississippi State. I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid and pick A&M and uh, 10.5 points. <laughs>
0: Ten and a half points, you say? Yep. Texas A&M doesn't look that great to me. Make your own picks then, asshole.
2: They don't, but I'm just going to think that they are way better than Mississippi State. There's not very, I'm going to be honest with you. Give it to a straight table. There are a ton of shit games this week, and not not a lot of people are playing, so there's not a lot to pick from. Now, there's a bunch of games that I know nothing about the teams, so I can't really pick those and just be blind. When has that ever stopped you before, Caleb? I mean, I can pick them, but... I went with three that I know about. How about that?
0: Syracuse must be on a buy. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's see what the coin thinks. Uh, Texas A&M will be heads. Mississippi State will be tails. The two thousand and five Kansas quarter thinks Mississippi State. So we got a dispute right out of the gate.
2: Well, that one's wrong, so don't bet with that. Anyway, you're going to like this next pick. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna blow your mind with this. I'm gonna, uh, It's Liberty, seven and a half point favorite against Rutgers.
0: Whoa.
2: So, so one, <laughs> one of your favorite people in the world, Coach, is Liberty.
0: Hugh Freeze.
2: And, uh, yeah, Hugh Freeze. And I'm going to pick the Hugh Freeze, Liberty, Jerry Falwell to whoop up on Rutgers. Rutgers is a terrible football team They are I mean, it's terrible And Liberty is actually not that bad They got God on their
0: side so, so they are favored Over the Big Ten Opponent Rutgers
2: Yeah Liberty seven and a half
0: Wow they,
2: they will win this game By a lot I believe
0: Do you know what Liberty's record is? Like is Hugh Freeze Having success there?
2: Uh, uh, Liberty's like Five and one Yes Or something like that so, Is he still
0: coaching From a hospital bed?
2: He may be doing it Just for fun now But he doesn't <laughs> need it anymore
0: <laughs> Yeah this is, And the nurses Started giving sponge baths And he didn't want To get out of bed
2: Yeah He, he gets those Daytona hookers.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we've got the coin says Liberty heads and Rutgers tails. And the coin likes Rutgers.
2: There's going to be a winner and a loser between me and the coin this week.
0: Yeah, um, I like to long. see it. I like to see it.
2: But then, you know, it's a terrible week when I'm making this one Notre Dame. Another Jesus school. One point favorite over Michigan. Take Notre Dame. Oh.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I like this pick. I mean, I've not watched a ton of either program. I did see Notre Dame start the season, and they're okay. They're better than I expected, but uh, Michigan is a dog turd this year.
2: I hate Jim Harbaugh and his stupid fucking khakis. Yeah. I wish he'd go away.
0: <laughs> Are you talking about uh, Jim Harbaugh of Saved by the Bell fame?
2: Yes, Jim Harbaugh that was on Saved by the Bell. Yes, absolutely, that's same Jim Harbaugh.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hate him too. His stupid.
2: Screech's cousin, if you don't know. Jim Harbaugh played Screech's <laughs> cousin on Saved by the Bell.
0: <laughs> I can see the resemblance, actually.
2: Yes, yeah, a lot of likes.
0: <laughs> okay, well, the uh, coin will take Notre Dame as heads and Michigan as tarot. And the coin likes Michigan. One of us is going
2: 3-0, and, oh, and it's me.
0: I told Colin before we started this, I said, I feel like Caleb's a little despondent this year. I think he's doing fine at his picks, but I just feel like he hasn't had a perfect like 4-0 oh day. And that's what he really needs to pep him up. Caleb's got a case of the sads. Whoa,
2: it's terrible. Like, What happens is I pick five games or three games every week, and I go 2-1 and 3-2. and, three and two. So not losing but i'm also not feeling good about it I so. know.
0: but you yeah. should but you should you're over 500 and that's the important part of all gambling
2: i need a heater
0: you know <laughs> you do need a heater yeah we want you to have a heater we're all rooting for you the heat is on yeah
2: well Thank you. Maybe I need some prayers like when I got my gorilla heart. So, <laughs> okay.
0: Well, we'll send them out for you. Hey, I got a question for you. What do you think about this, uh, this border war thing?
2: Hey, that's excellent news that we uh, have a border war. They'll make us not call it the border war. It'll be, you know, like some kind of state line showdown because you don't want to call it a war for some reason, right. you know, something stupid. But regardless of that, I think it's great. And I think it shows that Bill Self may not have a full lot of control left in Kansas, which I love even more.
0: <laughs> it's a twofer.
2: Yes, because if Bill Self it was up to him, this would not fucking happen and we know this. So someone else has taken over now. Bill's uh, having the answer to an athletic director now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he used to call all the shots, but uh, those days are no more. In fact, I yeah. think Bill Self, I can see him in a year in an NBA coach's box. He's
2: not going to be only LB coach in college basketball anymore, so he might as well go to the NBA.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Caleb, so you've got uh, three picks. The coin disagrees with you on all three this week. Time will tell. Caleb
2: versus the coin. I can't wait.
0: This has been Gale of the Green Pick of the Week. So there you have it, Colin, another successful cast Yep, put it in the bank. Do you have any more confidence or are you more scared going into this game after uh, hearing some of the wisdom?
1: I mean, from what I've been told is their, their defense is okay and their offense is one-dimensional, so... That's sort of what he said, and I don't know. I mean, if, if Mazook can uh, corral that Plum Lake kid from Old Miss, I just feel like they can corral any quarterback. Uh, yeah. But uh, we're talking about the same team that got fucking worked over by Vanderbilt, so not going to get overly confident. Yeah.
0: I'm not so worried about our defense. I'm worried about our offense. They looked pretty lousy last week against Vanderbilt. They're calling for rain at Kentucky. We were putting up 40 points a game prior to, to that Vanderbilt game, I'm hoping that is just an illusion. Even when we lost to Wyoming, we scored points.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm hoping that 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 game was the exception and not the rule. I'm not an offensive expert or a, a football expert necessarily, but I'm just going to say, you know, throw the ball to Albert O. You know, yeah. he's going to play on Sundays. He's NFL talent. He's uh, an All American. I, I feel like I, I shouldn't need to say this, but just like, Derek Dooley, if you're listening go ahead and throw him the ball more than twice a game. You know what I mean? Like, that'd yeah. be all right you with know, me. I'm okay with it if you do.
0: Well, even Barry Odom mentioned that in his p- press conference that they need to utilize Albert O'more because it's fucking obvious that they need to do that. Yeah. And, and last week, last week, to me, it starts and stops with Kelly Bryant. I mean, it looked like, A, the coaching staff was not confident in Kelly Bryant's arm, and B, Kelly Bryant was not confident in his own legs. So if you're not confident in your arm or your legs, what does that leave you other than losing to Vanderbilt?
1: Mm, I don't know. Maybe a big, thick, veiny cock.
0: Well, <laughs> that can be helpful in other aspects, but not well, much I mean, on the football field. If
1: you're not confident in your arm, you're not confident in your legs, I'm just giving you a guess. Oh, instance.
0: Yeah. Well, if you can tell me how that translates into a football offense.
1: Oh, it doesn't. Britton, you're right. That's, it won't help.
0: <laughs> well, that's, that's initially where I was going with this. but I Oh, mean,
1: okay. okay. I was kind of, yeah, never mind. Mm-hmm. My bad.
0: All right, yeah. So uh, big, big veiny cock is always the fallback position, but hopefully the arms and the legs show up too. All right. <laughs> We've got a, another night game in Lexington, Kentucky. We'll get there. Get a bye week and then head to Georgia. It's a weird part of the schedule. Schedule gets a little tougher. We've got, uh, Georgia, we got Florida, we got Tennessee. We still don't know what we are as a team other than five and two with two horribly ugly losses. And I wouldn't, I mean, I can imagine the most Mizzou thing in the world would be going 10 and two with our losses being to Vanderbilt and fucking Wyoming. Boy, I'd take that. I would do. It would be embarrassing and proud at the same time.
1: Yep. Yeah. It'd almost be the best way to win yeah. because it would make all the, uh, SEC uh, Mizzou haters just gnash their teeth and wail in, in, in misery.
0: How bad do you think Florida and Tennessee fans would be upset? Or
1: Georgia, Brennan. Georgia yeah. would to win the East if we beat them with a loss to Vanderbilt and Wyoming on our resume.
0: Yeah, it would, it would oh, definitely imagine, irk
1: them. Imagine the sour grapes.
0: Well, I remember when Georgia whipped us like 34 to nothing at Mizzou and then we went on to win the SEC East. They didn't care for that.
1: No, they didn't. I I recall that as well.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, here's to hoping that happens, Colin. I think we've uh, wrapped up another show. M-I-Z. All
1: right. Z-O-U. Piece of shit, hypocrite cocksucker.